Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. Can I say something that I think is bullshit? You're a fool, agent. Yes, we sell out. He also told me he was on acid. Now you better wash that mic off. I was gonna fill it up with my own urine. Alcoholica. And I talked about digging a hole in a fucking dirt, smoking hash through the ground. Oh, I don't know. There's all kinds of shit. And shower filled with women. Set your ass down, Lara. Shoot a pair of women's legs walking down the street. Eight women washing you down at once, you know. Come up here, Lars points to me. <laughs> And his skin is bubbling like on the Toxic Avenger. Boyfriends and dads looking for me. Ten minutes? Singing along, fucking along, doing this something the fuck along. Here we go! This is Phil Toll, and you're listening to Pan Podcast for All. Back to the podcast for all. I'm Shane Obershaw. And I'm Jeff Winslow. Season four, episode 14. We wrap up. This is the finale, dude. We're going to talk about our master of albums. Where did that season, where did the time go? Yeah, I know. It seems like everything this year is just flying by. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I truly feel like with everything that happened in the world the last year and a half or so, that we went straight from 2019 right into summer of 2021 and everything in between just kind of got missed it's been fun man episode one of the season we talked to seth magnetic that seems like about oh two weeks ago (laughs) yeah for real and now we're at the end of it and we're about to unveil our master of albums i'm hoping that the hype for this is just as big as our set list our dream no more set list i think it is we didn't we didn't really every some weeks we skipped it some weeks um, our guest didn't want to partake in it, and that, that was just fine with me. But we've had a pretty good run of God. Seth, all I have to say is Seth's cover was by far my favorite because it was the through the never in Vancouver at the end of Orion scene. At the, as, at the end of Orion, yep. From week one of this episode, I knew it was going to be solid when he said that was his artwork. There was some really cool ideas. Uh, there were some people that stretched the boundaries a little bit. We had a couple double albums. Uh, yeah, songs. Lisa and Mike married couple from Missouri. Remember them? They had the double album, and then what was it? Taylor, Taylor Riff. Well, he had one album, but then he had made a second album. Wasn't was very true. Like that. But that's don't all right. About, don't forget about Saint Germany's double album as well with the uh, castle on it. That's right. Or the, that's or the, right. The, the church. The church. I was just about to say that was probably to date. That was probably my favorite cover so far. Solid. Seth. April. Saint Germany. Uh, then you and I did a little commentary with uh, Cliff Amal. Kind of left uh, a curveball for everyone. We got to do more commentary coming up. Be cool to touch on some of the concerts that maybe not everybody has seen. You know, we did, what was it, Cliff Amal and Through the Never. Yes. So to touch on some rare stuff would be cool. Maybe even do a commentary episode on 
a little bit of our live concert we shot. Doesn't have to be the whole thing, but it'd be cool just to review a little bit of it. I agree. There's more coming. Like we said, Lisa and Mike from Missouri. Uh, we went out east to talk to Deacon, the sports fanatic, Kirk's brother, Mr. Richard Lykong. We went to Hawaii and listened to a rooster for an hour and a half. Remember that with Mr. Brett? Yes, that was one of my favorite episodes. I absolutely loved that one. You just like the Allison Chain sample I threw in there when the rooster went nuts. <laughs> he was just such a. I mean, everybody is. Everybody we've had are extremely nice, super friendly people, but he it's been was great, man. He was very, very nice. We go to Chicago and talk about James's burn glove with a huge ass collector, Mr. Brian Silver. That was cool. Um, Vancouver, a little Enter Sandman voice by the name of Mr. Mick Rock. Maybe you've heard of him. Christian Taylor. We just talked about Taylor underscore Riff from Madrid and ended last week with Met Fan Mike. Of all the episodes in season four, I think we've gotten the most comments, emails, and love from Mr. Mike Mueller. People loved it because maybe they liked it because you and I didn't do any talking. Yeah, so maybe we should stop talking right now and just invite him back and let him finish the episode. Well, Mike, you and myself have been doing some talking, Jeff, and there is some, how would you even say this? There's some stuff in the works to to, to break a record. Uh, yeah, and then some, you know, can a record go higher than number one? Well, can a podcast go higher than a world record-breaking book? We'll find out. Mike said, well, you know, the uh, Guinness Book of World Records for the longest podcast episode is 36 hours, and you chuckled, I laughed, and over the course of the last week, let's just say the gears have started the turn with some ideas for maybe making that happen. You know, the more we talk about it, initially I was like, absolutely not, I'm out. A couple days ago, you're like, oh, dude, fuck you, I'm out. Yeah, pretty much, but now... You know, we've been we've been talking about some ideas that we could do to make this really something special. And I'll tell you what, for everybody listening, if we make this happen, it is going to be one hell of a special event. Everyone's going to be involved. We'll just leave it at that. Literally everyone. Dude, 40th anniversary, Chase Center, December. Guess who did not win tickets in the contest? Well, I'll, I'll tell you, I didn't win. Dun, dun, dun. Of all our guests on Podcast for All over the last four seasons, everybody I swear that you we've talked to Jeff won except for uh, Mr. Aaron Ginther in Detroit was a no, and Shane Obershaw was a no. Everybody else, you know, chicken dinner winner winner. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes you win and sometimes you lose. Well, I lost, but the good news is, is you and I have some connections coming together where we're going to be plus ones. Kissing some asses of some of our fans, guests, friends, family, and it's coming, man. Looking forward to it. The people that are helping us out appreciate you guys immensely. Can't hundred percent. Can't say thank you enough. Without you, Jeff and I would be homeless, probably back at the loading dock at the Chase Center with our ear up against the wall, just probably in tears. I would have one of those things. You remember when we were kids, they had those spy toys where you'd put the little earbud in and you could you could yes. hear shit from far away. Yes. That'd be us with the with the fucking thing pointed right at the <laughs> right at the wall. People would be like, "What the hell are you doing?" We'd be like, "Shh, you can hear I it." I think. You know, growing up in my neighborhood, my friend had one. It was called a long-range mic, and it had, like, a little dish around it. Yeah, it had, like, a little satellite dish, and you'd, like... Yep. looked like a little... Yeah. Yeah, dude. Awesome. (laughs) You'd be pointing that through the loading dock at the chase going, Oh, dude, I think... uh, 
I think they're playing some iced honey in the view. I heard Invisible Kid. I heard <laughs> I heard Shoot Me Again for Taylor Riff. I ain't dead yet. Taylor, if you're listening, where's that riff, dude? I mean, you killed Blitzkrieg. We're waiting for Shoot Me Again. I know. I thought that I would get a little bit of love for, for <laughs> some Shoot Me Again, and nope. We're going to Frisco, which means we're going to be roaming to the West Coast. Speaking of wherever I may roam, two new Blacklist covers came out today. And some really interesting ones at that. What are your thoughts? The last couple weeks, you know I've kind of been like, nah, you know, this this is... This is cool that artists are doing this and everyone's digging it, but me, myself, personally, I'm just not excited for it. I feel like your reaction would be the pizzle noise that... This this (laughs) week, I I said last week when we had Mike on, we were talking about uh, the Holier Than Thou tracks and we were talking about the Unforgivens. Yep. But I just listened to John Party, P-A-R-D-I, John Party's country version of wherever i may roam and i have to say i'm digging it yeah it definitely has a little bit of twang i was looking for you know pop ahead to pop in with his little cowboy hat on a little mama said so is this shane turning the corner on the blacklist possibly i'm not it's not straight and narrow it's starting to curve a little bit to the to the off ramp and maybe go by this sucker so now you're admitting that while before you didn't really want much to do with it, now you're intrigued. One of those holier-than-thou things kind of caught my attention. The Unforgivens I wasn't too big on, but this country version of Rome is cool. However, the J, was it Balvin or Balden? J Balvin. From Columbia thing. Unique, but something that I did not dig, and I'm guessing you're in love with it. I'm not necessarily in love with it, and I I can see why you wouldn't dig it, because let's face it, it's a little bit off. The tempo's up there. The tempo's up there, but it's obviously not in English. It has a very strong hip-hop vibe. Um, yeah, I liked hearing it in a completely different realm. From Colombia. I, I wish that it was in English so I could understand it a little bit better but i liked hearing that little intro sitar thing on loop i thought it worked well with a beat underneath it so it was a cool fresh take on a song that i would never expect to go that way a lot better than snoop dogg's cover of sad but true way better one thing cool about that was that he used in the uh, intro some uh year and a half in the life scenes where yeah. lars actually spits on the lens in the dressing room yeah in his music video <laughs> I like the video. Hey, the country video is cool. It's a it's a animated cartoon out in the desert motorcycle kind of running show. Yeah. So I'm I'm with the Romes. Unforgiven, not so much. Sabatru, not so much. Uh, what's after Rome? Don't tread on me. Maybe it's you playing guitar with your fixed wah pedal. Hey, it's all fixed now. Thank God. Hallelujah. You're ready to go for tomorrow. It is. Yep. Sioux City tomorrow night. Well, by the time people hear this, we have rocked Sioux City Hard Rock Hotel and Casino. We'll probably have a recap next week, which is Season 5, Episode 1. It sounds so fucked up to say Season 5 already. Hopefully everybody else's shit works. Watch. My snare drum's going to work. Now that my shit is working, now Chris or Pizzle are going to have a malfunction tomorrow. I'm putting my money on Chris. (laughs) On his wireless? (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. (laughs) What else do we have to talk about? Oh, Kirk. 
By the way, Kirk is a million mile member on Delta Airlines now. Instagram million, million mile clock. miles. Yes. Wow. Because I believe he flew from Honolulu to L.A. because him and Rob jammed with some group in an amphitheater and played My Friend of Misery. Was it like a symphony or something? Dude, you think when you host a podcast and play a Metallica tribute band, I'd be able to name this. But as we're doing this off the cuff, off the fly with no notes, I can't. That's all right. I can't either. So send me some hate train mail and go, Shane, who the fuck are you? What are you talking about? But I did watch it all, and it was pretty cool. You know, sometimes I wish that we'd get a little bit more hate mail. It's it's kind of fun to read it. I love the choo-choo hate train. I, I, I want that weekly, so just hate on us more and... Maybe we're not pissing enough people off. I guess, or maybe they're afraid that they're gonna like offend us or some shit. We we're not easily offended. Don't worry. <laughs> we ain't offended, kids. No, not at all. It you takes go back a to lot. The original episode, you're gonna hear a lot of stuff. I don't think we've ever been offended. Yeah, no, it would take a lot to really get under Shane and I skin. So do your best or your worst, whatever. <laughs> maybe we can just start talking religion and politics and really piss the world off. That would that would definitely get the the wheel rolling, but I don't think <laughs> season five religion, season six politics, <laughs> season seven canceled. <laughs> Imagine the discussions we could have. Who else is into canceling things? Uh, pretty much like all social media Amazon? platforms. Speaking of Amazon, did you see Jeff Bezos' rocket ship? His penis shaped rocket. Yeah, it's a cock rocket. Cock rocket, yeah. Isn't it weird that uh, Bezos and Branson go into space within two weeks of each other? Yeah, I know. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, what? what is this? Was this planned time? This is just odd timing. It had to have been planned. There's no way that was coincidence. Pretty cool, man, I got to say. Hey, you know From what? an aviation standpoint, both those machines, pretty fucking legit. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. I think Elon's next. I've said it before, Elon's going to be the president of Mars here pretty soon. Well, his car's halfway there. Isn't that little roadster still up there? I think it is, yeah, just floating around up there, heading on up to... It's on autopilot. Yeah, right? Ha, 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 ha. Get it? Get it? Joe King. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe King. No, I'm serious. Long lost third cousin of Don. Is that Joe King? No. You can tell by his hair. Is he Joe King? No, it's serious. Not only do they drive themselves, but they fly themselves, too. <laughs> Tesla, the more you know. <laughs> I think this is the third week in a row that we'll use that the more you know sample. I swear I will use that any chance I get. I love that sample. <laughs> and I bet you people love it, too. I, You know, I thought in the beginning that was a, a local Minneapolis Care 11 thing. But that's that's straight up NBC. Oh, yeah. That's like nationwide that's national that's national shit man because when care 11 in the twin Cities signs off after their local like late night news that's the sound yeah but the more and more i've researched that and we've used that sample use that sample total nbc the more you know (laughs) (laughs) well this intro sounds like we've been drinking and i'm totally sober i just got back from work and i'm drinking water well i just got off work i had to return some shit and i actually am drinking a little bit because we don't have a guest so i'm feeling like having a good time i'm just happy how 2021 has been good to you and i it's been good to the podcast and i can't think of a better way of wrapping up the year 
than just partying with everyone we've talked to for three days, three nights in San Francisco. I just I can't stop thinking about it. Fingers crossed that everything goes as planned and the way we're seeing it. Yep. They're playing fixer. I just I just know it. Fuck it. They're doing it. I mean, if they play fixer, that one song will be worth the whole trip. Think of a think of a trip, think of the airfare, think of the hotel, think of having a lot of drinks, seeing a lot of things, and fixer will be the highlight as you pass out and come home from that weekend. I won't pass out. I will be awake that whole weekend. I have things that help me stay awake. You no, know, I mean when like, you get home after it's all done. Oh, I was just talking about like sodas and stuff, diet sodas. Sodas? Got to get me a soda. I need a soda. Your head's going to hit the pillow in Minneapolis and you're going to go, jab another pin. Jab another pin. And you know what? It, it's going to be like, fuck yeah, I heard it. The jab another pin is going to be my kid's fingers poking me saying, dad, get up. Wake get up. up. Play with me. Play with me. Wake <laughs> up. And you're going to be like, uh, I've had four hours of sleep in the last five days. <laughs> And they'll say, I don't care. Get up and play. I'll say, well, you got to do what you got to do. Dude, I'm going to go through my list before we start on our Master of Albums and tell you everyone from our entire history is going to be there, okay? Let's go. Let's hear it. From just, I haven't, I haven't talked to all these people, but from what I've seen on social media and, you know, tags and hashtags and all that, Bob O'Rourke, Matt Angeli, uh, Tiff, I haven't seen news yet from Aaron Ginther, Amanda Hefner, Edgar Baradas, Ricardo, Costa Rica. I was going to say, wasn't he from Costa Rica? Who knows if he'll... He, he's got to be there. Jay Middleton, Michael Grosvenor, uh, Billy Joel guy. Yeah, yep, yep. Chuck Hoskins from Cincy, I don't know. Camilla is down under in Australia. I don't know if she's able to come to the States because of the quarantine. Oh, right. Edwin Outwater, fingers crossed. Andy Castle, Justin Hunt. Speaking of Justin Hunt, rode the lightning. That is who sends the most hate train mail, and I, I love it. I feel like we talk about him quite a bit. He gets brought up we do. quite often, and he's always messaging and in and right into the show. And whether it's good or bad, you can always hit up Mister Hunt for good material. And I hope he continues to send more material to us. Brendan Kirby. Mr. You know, pretty face for the TV camera guy. Oh, yeah. The guy that talked better than we did. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't take much. <laughs> hey, maybe uh, Jeff Bunshu from the Bunshu Gunlock uh, Winery will be there. I haven't hey, talked to him. Hey, maybe he'll want to sponsor an APFA party. Sarah and Pete Solbeck. They're going. I talked to them. I know they're going. Yep. This next person I'm pretty sure is going to be there. Chloe Trujillo. No, I doubt it. Kyle from the Sword, haven't talked to him. Jeremy from Seattle, not sure. Charlie Meister, the awesome photographer from Buffalo, the big Bills fan. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. I believe he's going. Linda Thomas, Linda, if you're listening, all the way in Austria, uh, let us know if you're going. Not sure about travel restrictions there. Maybe Ted from American Head Charge in Vegas is going to drive over to the Bay Area and we'll see Teddy. Oh, I'm sure he'll be there. You talk to him. I, I we've been in contact a little bit, yeah, and yeah. Hopefully, we can run into him out there. It'd be a good time. What do you think about Mrs. Smith? Is Mrs. Smith and Carlisle coming? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, our friend from Big Lake, uh, right up the, the the road from you, Jordan Blackhurst is going. I saw that. That doesn't surprise me. Jeff Little's going. Um, possibly Doc Coyle. He's right down the road in L.A. 
Oh, Yuji. Yuji, the uh, the new stormtrooper for the Space Force. Yeah, Yuji Moore, isn't that his name? Yuji's probably hanging out with Richard Branson and Basil's right now talking about rocket science. I swear, or either that or he's finding Elon and he's saying, all right, motherfucker, let's go to space. I think you're right. Dino from Shytalic is going. Hopefully they don't play Orion because that was his song that should not be. Hopefully they play Orion. They'll open with it and he'll be like, oh, time to pee. <laughs> Insert pizzle noise. Joe Sib, possibly. Yeah, maybe. Adam D'Souza is going. Mr. Massachusetts Metal Man. God, now I'm trying to think of the cover band Adam plays in that plays at the Greasy Luck in New Bedford. What the hell was the name of that Dude, band? I'm out. I hardly remember half the venues. It was like it was like a wedding. Par- it was like a wedding party band. He had a great band name. Have you heard from Nico? I don't know if he's going. I talk to him every once in a while. I don't know if he's going. Jason Garkowski representing Dyer's Cleave. He'll be there. Uh, Zaria, Zaria, you going? Shoot us up. Let us know. Well, don't shoot us up. We're not into that kind of shit. Uh, sorry, hit me up. There we go. <laughs> Drink up, shoot us up, let the beatings begin. Pretty much. <laughs> Mike Presley is not going. Oh, he's not? No, he's <laughs> learning how to play that A note in No Leaf Clover that weekend. <laughs> we love you, Pizzle. Maybe he's going to do a little bondo work on the Ram. Oh. What about Tommy from LAX? Tommy Trinkeller. I mean, he's not far, so... Derek Petrella in Toronto, I don't know. Jesse Robson in um, Regina. They got that Canadian travel restriction. I don't know if they're going to be able to make it. Oh, they'll they'll be screwed. They're done. They're out. Shara from LAX is going to spend another $24,100 and maybe get another Zoom call after they turn 40. He'll be there. Jeff Wright, LAX. Phil Toll, San Francisco, just down the street. Phil, if you're listening, I I, I think you should come out and... And, and hang. We need some life advice, Phil. Matthew Zimmerman. Are we going to talk Jerry Maguire sports. and sports agents all night? Still to this date, one of my favorite episodes we've ever done, hands down. Well, he was wedged between Phil Toll and Chris Jericho, so he kind of got lost in the mix. He did, but that anybody that's listening, if you haven't heard that episode, you need to go back. That was seriously one, Love it. one of the best episodes. Made me want to start a sports podcast, sw- just like Deacon. I swear to God, dude. <laughs> right. Chris Westfall, are you going? Yeah, we'll ask Chris tomorrow in the van. We'll ask him tomorrow. Seth Magnetic, uh, April from Utah, I think I saw going. St. Germany, oh, man, I hope they lift travel restrictions so they can make it. Lisa and Mike from St. Louis, I better go on. I bet Deacon's going. How about Richard Lykong? Uh, I actually, I was in touch with him. He will be there. You've been talking to him? Uh, very briefly, yeah. Cool. He'll definitely be there, to say the least. Richard, I think he'll be there. Your brother will be uh, stage left. Right. Brett from Hawaii's going. I saw that. Brian from, uh, <laughs> I almost said O'Hare, because <laughs> in my list of people, I have like airline, like airport codes next to their name. Yep. So, so Brian Silver from O'Hare is going. He lives in O'Hare, just like the terminal, Tom Hanks. Yep. Brian Silver, O-R-D, O'Hare. <laughs> Uh, I did talk to Mick Rock a couple hours ago, actually, and it sounds like they're going to be there. I would hope so. I hope Bob plays a little more St. Anger with them. Christian, if you can escape Madrid, come party with us. 
Mike Mueller, I know for a fact, is going to be there. And I just went down four seasons worth of guests, and holy shit, a major- majority are going to be there. Until we had our little you know, situation here of getting tickets, it sounds like they were all going to be there and we weren't. <laughs> Where was I going with that whole spiel of people and now I lost my train of thought? I think the idea is that we're going to go out there. A lot of our guests that we've had on the show are going to be there and we're going to have one fucking hell of a party we gotta throw an official atfa party it's either going to be before like that thursday night or it's going to be the night between in conjunction with some other people it's It's going to be be we're going to narrow it down it's a saturday it's got dude it's going to get gnarly gnarly i haven't heard that word since 1989 dude i love that word gnarly gnarly bro sounds like something from like a i was just gonna say it sounds like spicoli in some surfing commercial right i feel like i'd hear him say that or you'd hear paulie shore say that or something in one of his paulie shore hey <laughs> let's see if paulie wants to come to our afa party maybe he'll want to come down and have a good time who knows he's from la it's just you know what's la to frisco six hour drive yeah, like something a, like that yeah i'm sure just, pa- take the co- just take the coast highway up i was just gonna north. say i'm pretty sure paulie shore it. probably has a private jet he can take Hop on the sea do and just take take the water route. I'm just gonna start. We just need to start hitting up every celebrity in L.A. and just see how many of them show up. Axl Rose. You mean Mama Fratelli? <laughs> <laughs> Follow them size fives. I know they've been here. I can smell their bubble gum. I swear they look alike now. <laughs> Twins, dude. Literally. Is it follow them size fives? I it, think that's it. It's something like that. All I know I is... I know they've been here following their bubble gum. All I know is that Axel could sing Rocket Queen and still fucking put it in four in the old old RV. Bullet holes. ORV. <laughs> Bullet holes. <laughs> <laughs> the good <Hey>. old ORV. <laughs> I've, I've actually touched those bullet holes for the record. Yeah, I know you have, and I'm extremely jealous. When you go to Astoria, Oregon, and go to the county jail, the county jail is now the Oregon State Film Museum. So inside the jail is like the museum of every film that's shot there because there's a lot of history there. Right. Like Free Willy, Kindergarten Cop, shit like that. The 4x4 Jeep Cherokee, which at the time was probably, what, a 1985, an 84 model? Something like that, yeah. That's parked out front just like it was in the movie back into that parking spot. That's so amazing. Why have we not been back there on tour? ORV. <laughs> Bullet holes. Bullet holes. I love when he shoots the gasoline they poured on the ground. Yeah, and, it, and the whole place just <laughs> explodes and he goes, ah! <laughs> Axel, like, dude, you sound like a chick. Axel's in there, you know, driving that Jeep. <laughs> Throw her in the four wheel drive and hold on to your hats. <laughs> Love the Goonies. Where's Bill when we need him? Dude, that was the top childhood memory for the first 12 years of my life. What, Seriously. The Goonies? Yes. I could see that. I watched that movie a lot growing up as well. I was born in 81. That came out in 85. And probably watched it religiously every other week till the late 90s. Up until like last week. You know, basically. <laughs> Yeah, I turned 40, and I'm like, oh, I'm not a kid anymore. I can't watch that. That's a lie. You could still watch cartoons if you want to. Man. Oh, dude, that's one of the greatest. 
nothing will be made like that again. No. That's how magical the 80s was. There is a certain special touch that movies from that era had, and I really wish that I could have lived through that. But nonetheless, I have a a deep appreciation that was brought up on that in... Yeah, there was just, you know... It's, yeah, you know how magical those years were, even when you oh, revisited... When you were introduced to it 10 years later. Absolutely. You have the greats, mm-hmm. you have the Goonies, you have movies like Back to the Future, you have Vacation, and it's like movies like that are just... It's not the same anymore. Even even music. I mean, I love modern music. I love, I love a lot of modern bands. Everybody knows that. But even the music, there is just something to be said about what came out in the 80s i mean it was truly a special time and i hate to say it but i don't know if that will ever be duplicated or replicated no you can't and i i know for a fact it can't because look at all the sequels because they're running out of ideas for movies tv shows cartoons um although games board games toys they've run out out of the ideas because they're all classic they've run out of ideas but i gotta say you know while we're on the topic of music and movies Mm-hmm. Rob Zombie's reboot of the Munsters, I am ecstatic about that. The Munsters was one of my favorite TV shows growing up. I watched every single episode, literally, multiple times. I, I, I respect it. I, I never got into it, though. But Rob Zombie, I mean, the fact that, I mean, he does these crazy, you know, horror slasher, whatever you want to call it. They're really gory. They're, you know, right. I absolutely love the movies he does. But... To see him, and I know he's a true enthusiast of it. I mean, just to take something from a different time, and that that's one that I will say I'm looking forward to. But other than that, you're 100% correct. Everybody's running out of ideas. Even even in the music, like you hear some of like the 80s stuff starting to come back nowadays. Because it worked. It sold. It's still popular. And people 20, 25 years later are still yearning for it because of all the new shit. They're like, next... Absolutely. And for the record, for anybody listening, I am aware that the Munsters did not come out in the 80s. I know we were talking about the 80s. I just, I could see some hate train mail coming in going, oh, we were talking about the 80s. He started talking about something from the 60s. <laughs> Justin Hunt, here you go. Rode the lightning hate train, fire it up. <laughs> it would probably be Bob O'Rourke because that dude is a movie buff. I mean, I see all his pictures he posts. He was, so is Aaron Ginther. Yeah. Bob and Aaron are like they expert like doctor degrees in that shit, dude. In Hollywood stuff, yeah. It's amazing what they know. And some of the people that they've met in dude, it's so cool. Jeff, I've known you over ten years. This might come as a shock to you, and I don't think you know this. Not a Rob Zombie fan whatsoever. M- musically or his movies or both? I have to say both. I wow. just never got into it. They just you kinda missed out. White on- zombie, yes. But Rob Zombie, not just... not all white zombie, like old school zombie. Um, every once in a while, I still dig Astro Creep two thousand. Yep, yep. But after after that, and all of his kind of big staples that came out once he was, you know, Rob Zombie, I just was like, yeah, it's it's heavy, it's it's different, it's electronic, it's has its it's let's just call it Rob Zombie. It's kind of hard to classify. Him. Yeah, Rob Zombie literally has he's yeah. like his own genre. I just I've never. I've never bought one song or record from him. Man, that is... I've never been into it. That's surprising and almost disappointing, too, because I obviously love Rob Zombie, and wow, I mean... But at the same time, I guess I could see that, because it definitely... It, it's an acquired Oh, taste. Shane's stuck in his ways. Oh, no, no, no. 
<laughs> if we if if we had Rob on the show, I would struggle to make it a forty five minute episode with him. I, that's that's I got to be brutally honest. I I would struggle talking with him. Well, with that being said, if anybody or Rob, if you're listening, or anybody knows Rob, <laughs> be on next week. If you want to be on the episode, please, because I can make that a much longer episode. So it's all good. Rob, That's good. we want you. <laughs> Jeff, you hang out with Rob Zombie. Me and Mike Mueller will work on the 40-hour episode. On the 40-hour. Maybe we can get Rob to call in. <laughs> Rob, come to St. Louis. Shane and Mike got to fill some time here, dude. <laughs> Just 45 minutes, though. <laughs> I do love that one song on Astro Creep 2000. It just starts off when he says, And I just said, Up yours, baby. <laughs> Dude, at that time, Rob Zombie did not give a fuck. Not that he does now, but no. man, back in Astro the white Creep's zo- a great record. Back in the great white record. zombie days, you know, La Sexercisto, Astro yes. Creep. I mean, there were some. Astro's my favorite. It's hard to pick between the two of them. I'd probably go La Sexercisto, but I really like Astro as well. I just said, up yours, baby. Well, dude, we've been somewhat babbling for 34 minutes. And people are Do still you- listening. I think they are, and I'm sure they've said, these guys have talked about the 40th anniversary three times, and they have no script set list to this show. They're all over the board. Get to your fucking Master of Albums season finale record that you've made, just like you made us wait an hour to get to the Dream No More set list at the end of season three. Just just cut to the shit. All right, this time we won't make you wait an hour. We'll make you wait 35 minutes, and guess what? <laughs> We're jumping right in to the Master of Albums. So do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? How are we going to do this? I went first on Dream No More, so I think you're up and I'm in the on-deck circle. All right. Sounds good. Before I get started with my Master of Albums, I want to say oh boy, everybody did a great job who participated. They did a yes. great job. I did notice a- not everyone participated. It was kind of a it was kind of a, a looser kind of season. Like, well, I didn't want to talk about it and I want to talk about something else. And that's like fine. Mike Mueller said, fuck the album. I've got better stories and, and his stories were yeah. amazing and it worked out great. And that's totally fine. For the people that did participate, we really appreciate it. And awesome. There was some cool shit. I did notice a common trend or theme, if you will, and that is and I don't know if people maybe missed the idea of what we were going for. That being said, every album kind of turned into a greatest hits. Did you notice that? Like they wanted it to be a compilation album where when I put my album together, I put it in, I put it together with the mindset of that. All right. I have a year that this album came out. I have a producer that produced this record Okay. And this is the record that if I envisioned them going into the studio, this is the album that I would have wanted them to record. Not this is a bunch of songs from a different album and it's a it's a compilation, if that makes sense. Okay. Absolutely. So with that being said, the album that I created is called the the name of it is called Of Wolf and Man. And so Wow. That is the Wait name. a minute. It, you picked a title off your least favorite record. Is that is that correct? Are we hearing that clearly? We are. Well, not my least favorite, <laughs> but towards close, close one end of the bottom <laughs> records. Yes, I decided because of the album cover that I put together, I'm going to show it to you and then I'm going to send it to you as well so you can see it a little bit okay. better. So basically what I did. Can I download it on iTunes? <laughs> that would be nice, right? 
what I did here is I basically, I looked all over the place. I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do for this album cover. And I came across one of their show flyers that I thought I really liked the idea of what they did with wow. this. And wow. I edited it. I edited it twice, put it, wow. to, put it together. And this is what I came up with. Hold that closer. You are totally blowing me out of the ballpark with this project. <laughs> So that Dude, that's badass. And that is my Metallica record of Wolf and Man. That is the album cover. Don't that is badass. Don't mind the pick stitch in the corner. That is just the app that I use to make it. Hold up a little bit more. So the title is got like the hardwired font with the glitch. I like that. Yep. Dude, that stare down of those animals. That's brutal. I thought it was kind of cool with the half of that it being cool, colored, man. half of it being black and white. The original idea was naming the record Fade to Black, but the more and more I looked at it, I just I felt this connection with A Wolf and Man. I'm like, man, that sounds like a, it could be a pretty badass album name. You know what I mean? Never in a million years did I think a black album song title would grace your master of albums, bud. I'm I impressed. know, let alone name my master of albums. Yeah, just not so, the wolf, but the actual name on there is that is very unlike you. It is very unlike me, and this master of albums might be a little unlike me because if anybody remembers from my Dream No More setlist, it was a little obscure. You know, there were some rare songs. This time, I decided that I was going to choose strictly from the first five albums only. I Whoa. want this album. I want this album to be released in the year 1990 and okay. I went through over and over again I'm like do I want Bob Rock to produce this do I want you know Fleming who who would I want and I feel like Bob is the obvious choice because let's face it especially at that time Bob was dominating the scene but mm -hmm. the more and more I thought about it the more I thought well this is my master of albums and I want to hear what it would sound like with someone different behind the controls so I am actually going to choose Mutt Lang as my producer. They wow. All of Def Leppard's records and, I mean, countless amazing Oh, you just records. chose Mutt because he did Alanis Morissette, be honest. Right, right. And, I well, I feel like, you know, he had this. Him <laughs> One hell of a producer. With, right, and him with his sound, maybe he could have made something interesting with him. Nonetheless, that was my idea. So 1990, A Wolf and Man, Mutt Lang. This is my master of albums. So I chose now nine. I Oh, sorry. Oh, you're just getting there. I was just you. We two minds think alike. I have to act like Jeff, Jeff Winslow and ask the guests now. How many tracks are on your album? There is nine tracks. I kept wow. it. I kept it classic. So That's everybody tough. Else is, everybody else is picking twelve. You know, and they're even pushing the boundaries to two CDs. Great. I loved it. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to keep it classic. I wanted to really kind of challenge myself. And I actually found that picking less songs was a little bit easier for me. Because since I was picking from the first five, I was picking staples of what I thought, this is what I want to hear on this record. I was going to say, now that I'm looking at it, I realize that I actually only have songs from the second through fifth record. There's no <laughs> kill, there's no kill em all on there. So minus kill em all. That's all right, though, because I guess we could just look at it as kill em all was just meant to be exactly how kill em all is. You treated to be. kill em all like it was their demo. Pretty much like, all right, this is this is what they needed to do. And now from here on out, this is the record that I would have wanted to hear. When you said nine songs, I first wanted to jump to conclusion and say, well, your favorite album is Justice and that has nine songs. So is that where the nine came from? That was the inspiration for it. Yeah. Oh, chalk went up for Shane. <laughs> it was definitely. God, the I know you well. 
it was definitely the inspiration. I was like Niner. <laughs> yeah, it just it felt at first I was gonna go eight, but I was like eight might be a little difficult. And then I was thinking wow. about justice, and yeah, that's where the nine. I was like, this is it. This it's is weird. odd number. I like it, but I like the idea of you know a few less songs, but let's really make it count. Nineteen ninety Mutt Lang nine tracks of Wolf and Man. This is my ideal Metallica record. How much does your album cost as it sits on the shelf at Sam Goody that doesn't exist anymore? Well, in 1990, I wasn't born yet, so I don't know what (laughs) records cost at that time. So whatever, seven ninety nine. So whatever. Then I was going to say nine ninety nine, but that might have been a little bit high for ninety. So whatever the normal price was in 1990, the Black Elm cassette, I believe, on posters was seven ninety nine. What a deal! We'll call it seven ninety nine. Less than a buck a song. The album is one hour and four minutes long. Whoa. So it's a decently long record. You are blowing me out of the water. I know I blew you out of the water with my detail from the Dream No More set list. You definitely With my production. You're blowing me out with um, how this was basically produced. Like I said, I wanted to get every detail here. So, All right, let's go. Track number one, it is going to open with Blackened. Doesn't surprise me. It's It's... Out of every opening song they've had on a record, that's gotta be that's gotta be the top one. It's just such a powerhouse of a song. And it's funny yes. because that's probably the most technical song on the record. So it goes blackened and then a wolf and man. So we gotta have the title track on the record. And I paid homage to Master of Puppets with you know the, the, the title the track being slot. the second yep, and number two being the well, title. Think track. of Ride and Justice. Absolutely, yeah. Meant to be. Yep. And then Hardwired fucked it all up. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) This album's called Atlas Rise. (laughs) Yeah, could you imagine? (laughs) Yeah, to stick with the two slot. Song number Wow. Yeah, Wolf and Man. I've realized now, especially throughout doing the Dream No More set list, playing that live, and now doing this, A Wolf and Man is probably my favorite song off that record. Next That's a bold you. statement. I never thought you'd say that. I never thought I would either, honestly. It's so deep down there, and it doesn't get talked just, about much, and I we don't play it much. I love that fucking song, and I feel I like that too. song. I feel like that song early on in the set would just be such a fucking powerhouse. I agree. Anyways, song but number. This isn't three, a set list, Jeff. It's a record. This is a record, but you know what? Sometimes you put the record together how you would imagine, especially them at that time. You would think that they'd put it together, kind of. In the sense, you know, I mean, they'd open with Track battery, two. they close, dead, they, dead, they dead, close dead. with damage ink. You know what I mean? Yes, they did. So, song number three, "Master of Puppets." I mean, for obvious reasons, I'm thinking about what I would want from an ideal record, and yeah, it's a really overplayed, popular song. But let's face it, it is the greatest metal song, probably of all time. Agreed. So, Not my favorite, but agreed. Not my favorite, but yes, probably just altogether the greatest metal song of all time. Right. It's hard not to include that on your most ideal record. Song number four, of course, we have the ballad slot. I went with the Unforgiven. All right. So Unforgiven, A Wolf and Man, my two favorite songs off the Black Album. I feel like it wasn't complete unless I had Unforgiven on there. All right. Song number five, Creeping Death. 
And I did think very, very carefully about this order and how it would flow. I made a playlist on my phone, listened to it a couple times, trying so to hear it. So, of Wolf and Man by Mutt Lang is on your iPhone now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a playlist. Got, got the playlist right there. There it is. He's holding it up. <laughs> I love it. And, I, and like I said, I thought about it carefully and thought, like, all right, can this flow? Can this work? Is this going to be too much here? Not we did here. the same with our Dream No More set list. I listened to, through that like four or five times. Oh, absolutely. I, I made a Starts, playlist. Starts, stops, for that hangs, one cutoffs, all that. 100%. So after Creeping Death, Sanitarium, um, <laughs> you know, I just I felt like it was a song that. Even though it seems oh, like a man. ballad track, if you really think about it, I don't I don't know if I would consider that like a quote unquote ballad track. That song really has a lot of fucking riffing ass shit in it. It's one of those songs that I call the the complete set of a song. It has yeah, everything. It, it does. It has a little bit of, you know, this ballad side, but I mean the chorus is pretty freaking heavy. It's got some heavy riffing and then the end oh, is God, just yeah. balls to the wall. After Sanitarium, Fade to Black, of course, you know I had to put that song on there. Doesn't surprise me. It's this song that, you know, pretty much changed me as a Metallica fan. This is not, I will say, this is not what I thought you were going to say leading up to tonight's episode, let alone when you told me this is not a greatest hit. So this this surprises me. And I'm glad it does because I feel like anybody who's been listening knows that I like, you know, the rare shit or some weird shit. I feel like a lot of people are probably expecting me to throw in like Fixer and Dirty Window and just like a bunch of weird stuff. Right. No, I wanted to, you know, stay tried and true to what is a master the album of Metallica. Absolutely. After Faded to Black, I put Orion on there because I felt it needs to have one instrumental. And I mean, Orion is the best instrumental they've ever written. And of course, next to Live Is To Die, sure. (laughs) Next to Cthulhu, (laughs) Suicide and Redemption. (laughs) No, we all know Orion is the best. I mean, some people might disagree and say it's the song that should not be, but we're not going to go there. (laughs) (laughs) When Jeff lies, he murders a part of the world. (laughs) And then to close out the record, if you know. Damaging. Anything about me? Well, I mean, what's, what's my favorite Metallica song of all time, and what song is missing from this list? Oh, your favorite song of all time is Injustice for All. That's what closes out my record. Didn't Justice close out your Dream No More set list? No, Fixer did. Oh, that's right. Yeah, duh. Fixer we talked about it last week. Fucking stupid me. You're right. <laughs> but yeah, I you know Ajfa closing it out. Closing it out. You know the wow. dun, 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 dun. like I'm like that's a perfect right. ending to a record. That song it has a little bit of everything too. Maybe not the ballad, but it's got you know it builds up. It's got this big just like almost battle scene of a solo, and then it ends with this big. You know, harmonized ending. I feel like it's a good way to close out a record. So that's that's my master of albums. That's a Wolf and Man and Dude, that is solid. A Wolf and Man, an hour and four, blackened wolf, puppets, unforgiven, creep, sanitarium, fade, Orion, and Justice. And no songs off of Kill 'em All. No songs off of Kill 'em All. And I actually originally had um the four horsemen on there and i took that out to put a wolf and man in so that it would match with what i decided to name the record interesting you say that we'll get to that in a little bit here (laughs) 
I encourage Dude, anybody. This is solid. I encourage anybody who's been listening to our episode that if you have Spotify, Apple Music, any kind of music thing, put this put it together. In this order. Yeah, put it together as a playlist. Me and Shane's, or I should say Shane and I's, uh, uh, master of albums, and let us know what you think of them because I'd be curious to hear, be curious to see what other people think when they hear it. Well done, dude. That was not what I was expecting tonight. Awesome. I'm I was expecting like rare, obscure, I'm not going to say stupid shit, but really like out of left field curveball crap. And I had a feeling that everybody, including you, would think that. And that's why I was yes. like, you know what? I want to do, like I said, what I feel would be their ideal album. And to let our listeners know that just because I love listening to St. Anger and I pick listening to like rare songs off a of load and reload doesn't mean that I have forgotten where Metallica's staples are. I still love those songs too. And I feel like they're just as important you know they're the most important ones but you know they're just as important in my master of albums as you know saint anger was in my dream no more set list absolutely that's gonna be a tough act to follow man i uh i wish i would have went first and you would have been the encore <laughs> i'm not dude that was solid i'm like i'm worried now that this is this going to be laughable what i came up with no it's not going to be laughable not at all i don't have a running time i do have a producer Oh, I don't okay. have a year. I mean, I kind of, I mean, I feel like I went a little overboard with it, and especially after hearing, you know, the, the common trend that everybody was doing, I felt like I wanted to, to just take it to that next step. So, I mean, it's, it was. Well, you took it to that next step, and I'm going to continue on that next step because absolutely. you and I kind of fell into the the same category here. I'm not going to ruin all the news yet, but out of your nine, I have three of yours. Oh, three. Nice. What are the odds of that? I was three. curious to know. I was like, As I we're wonder... going down the list, I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, really? He just said that? I'm like, fuck, dude. I was curious to know. I'm like, I wonder three, dude. if we're going to end up with a few of the same ones. Here's where we went with Shane's Master of Albums. It is called Mastery of Four Decades by the Four Horsemen. Damn, I like that. Here is the back uh, artwork to the album. Damn. Okay. So Mastery of Four Decades goes across the cross. Yep. And then by the Four Horsemen goes vertically down the cross. That's cool. That's the, that's the back piece. That's super cool. Here's the front piece took a little page out of the book from the uh, Fillmore anniversary with the three X Roman numerals. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, we have four X's with images of all six band members inside the X's. Hey, I like that idea. That is super cool. So a little shout out to the Fillmore Ro- Roman numerals. And then Rob, Jason, James, Lars, Cliff, and Kirk are inside the X's. I like that. Lloyd Grant did not make the cut on that edit. <laughs> Sorry, Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> Lloyd and Ron did, and Dave didn't make the cut. Oh, so what you're saying is Ronnie's not going to be on your master of albums? <laughs> Almost put Twiggy in there. <laughs> <laughs> you should have put Bob in there. <laughs> yeah, right? Funny you say Bob Rock. Not because we had Mick Rock on a couple weeks ago when I think about producers and the producer who has made them who they are over the years. 
I also added it up that Bob has produced the most albums over their career. Oh, yeah. And was with them during one of the most turbulent times that makes you and I still go see Metallica in a couple months to this day. Bob Rock produces my record, Mastery of Four Decades by the Four Horsemen. I can't even... Can't even hate on that because it. There is a obvious reason why Bob Rock is the producer's producer. I mean, this dude has an ear like no other, and yeah, man, I think it's a great pick to pick Bob. I got stuck in the Metallica world. I think your Mutt Lang was very creative, and that was well played, Mister Winslow. I actually asked Pizzle about that when he came over one day. Wow, you ran, you ran this by Pizzle? I ran it. I didn't tell him the list, but I asked okay. him. I said, so this is what we're doing. This was like right when the season started after he had heard the dream no more and all that. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I said, this is my idea. I, I didn't have a name yet. I didn't. Ha- I knew I, knew I wanted to do nine songs. He agreed that that was a good idea too, keeping it kind of in that old school feel. You just sounded like James at some kind of monster, going not having a name, not having a title, nothing. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. But yeah, I said, what do you think of the idea of Mutt Lang producing a Metallica record? And he was like, dude, he's like. I don't remember his exact quote, but he basically said the same thing that I did, like the ear that that guy has to be able to hear him take something. I mean, it's like what Bob did. I mean, Bob was definitely a little bit, I don't want to say poppier, but he definitely was a much more mainstream producer than Fleming was. And Bob knew how to take the next step. Absolutely. And I feel like someone like Mutt would have been able to do that as well. I don't know if the record would have sounded, I don't don't want to say as full because I mean, let's face it, his records still sound good, but I mean, Bob brought fullness and weight. If you want weight, I'm your fucking guy. And I feel like a lot of producers of of that time didn't quite have that sound, and Bob nailed it. Dude, I went with Bob. Much respect to everyone else that's worked with Metallica. Your mutt laying hit out of the park. Are you ready for my 10, count them 10, songs? I'm so glad you did 10 and not 12. And no, that's no hate on anybody else, but I'm really glad that we decided to go... Did you hear that Lisa and Mike in Lee's Summit? Not 24, fucking 10. (laughs) 10. (laughs) All love, all respect, but 10. (laughs) There just so happens to be 10 full-length studio albums from Metallica over 40 years. Did that play a role in why you picked 10 songs? There are 10 albums. There are 10 songs. Every album is represented in... Mastery of Four Decades by the Four Horsemen. Every single album. Every single album is represented, which tells you (laughs) one song per record, bro. See, now you're throwing... easy. You're throwing me for a loop now. (laughs) Now you're throwing me for a loop because I tell you this, and I swear to God on my children's life, everybody listening, this this is not what I expected from you. I did not think that I would hear anything from... St. Anger. And if you included every record, that means you have a St. Anger song. The Red Fist is represented, bud. Man, I'm excited for this. I got to hear this. Your list, I I like how you said it wasn't the greatest hits because that seemed to be the theme of season four. Mm -hmm. When I look through your list, it could easily be a greatest hits. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's funny that you... (laughs) When you hear my list, there's going to be a similar trend to that. This is not what I call... Metallica's greatest hits. This is what I call 
mastery of four decades. Every album is represented. Every song that you're about to hear on my record is what I call a song that has everything in it. When we talked about your sanitarium, yep, it is like the complete, the complete set, the the full arsenal. However, you want to rent a song that touches all corners of a masterpiece is what you're about to hear. So you're saying Bob is producing it. So this is. Not necessarily greatest hits, but are you seeing it in your mind that, like, let's say they went into the studio and they said, we're going to pick one song from every record and we're going to re-record it, like, now with Bob Rock? Is like is that kind of, like, it's almost like a, a throwback to everything they've done, but they're re-recording it, or? This is a mastery album. It is not called The Greatest Hits. We have mastered this record with these songs, and you cannot fuck with them anymore. Fair enough. Let's hear it, man. Track one comes from an album that was not represented on A Wolf and Man by Jeff Winslow and Mutt Lang. <laughs> well, there was a few <laughs> records that weren't. We only have four records that were touched on that. So, <laughs> When you master four decades, I feel that you have to go in chronological order of how the record came out. Ooh, I like this. You see, you're throwing even more curveballs my way. This is not what I expected you to do. Track all. one. The Four Horsemen. The Four Horsemen. <laughs> and you uh, just mentioned it almost made literally, <laughs> it Literally, it was in the playlist like for for weeks, and then I was like, nope, this isn't matching with the album cover. Take it out, put Wolf in. Horse, right out of the gate. I like Powerful, it. Yeah. crunchy riff, Yep. ride cymbal, an interlude that you and I have always referred to the Leonard Skinner interlude. And let's face it, to hear that song produced and mixed and mastered by Bob Rock, I mean, I mean shit. <laughs> and how the outro of that song is a ripping Kirk solo. <laughs> Whether it's Kirk or Dave, whatever, it's just fucking it's ripping. A, it's a ripping-ass solo. Track two, representing Ride the Lightning. For whom the bell tolls. For whom the bell tolls. Wow, to pick one song from each record, I feel like that's more of a challenge than anything else because it's like how Ride you- was fucking impossible. But when you think of an all-around song, keep in mind I've said many times that uh, Bells is my listener fatigue song. Yeah. Is this song over yet? You know? Right. But when you think of Bell, when you think of Ride of what represents that album from the bell sample to Cliff's intro to how straightforward and how heavy that song is and how that song at the time was like no other. That to me, Bells is the song that represents that album the best and picking that over Fade and Creep was damn near impossible. <laughs> damn near. I even thought a ride I thought of Cthulhu even, but Fuck. when you think of it, it, it's Bells with that fucking record. I mean, you're not wrong there. You're definitely not wrong. Fade is very tough, but I had to go with Bells. Man. Track three. Pretty sure you know what album this is. Master of Puppets. <laughs> no, 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 you're wrong. <laughs> Sanitarium. Sanitarium. All right. I was like, is it going to be Sanitarium or is it going to be Master of Puppets? It's going to be one of the two. All around complete song, ballad for the first three minutes. 
intricate for the next two minutes and all out fucking heavy for the outro. You and you just can't fuck with it. Nope, you can't. It's it's one of those songs that it, as it sits, it's perfect. Picking that over Orion and Puppets, tough, but was pretty straightforward decision. Yeah, I would Track. pick that one over them. I'm glad you agree. Track four, Shane's favorite metallic song of all time, Blackened. Blackened. Wow, to hear Blackened in the four slot. Woo! In the ballad slot, but the <laughs> intro throws you for a loop. It definitely does. You come out of... Right. You come out of... Hey. And then you go into... Yeah, I mean, dude, I like it. I like where it's going there because, let's face it, if anyone was going to do it, Metallica could pull it off. Dental Linton, Denton, Dental Linton, Denton, Black End, Denton, 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 Such a technical song in the middle of a record. Into the Horn of Unforgiven. You picked Unforgiven as well? Yes. You son of a gun, you son of a biscuit. Wow. There's my three that you had Black End, Unforgiven, and Sanitation. That is not what I would have expected. If you would have said you were picking one from each record, the Black Album, I would have said Don't Tread on Me. I for sure thought that that would... Or not Don't Tread on Me, but The Struggle Within. The Struggle Within is what I meant. Oh, I, I would have picked Struggle? That's what I for sure thought that you would have picked is Struggle Struggle's Within. Struggle is my favorite song on the record, but it's not even close to a complete all-around um, masterpiece. No, like no the it's not, but that's just what I would have saw you picking for that slot. And when you think of, when I think of the Black Elm, what represents that album the best? Unforgiven. Of the time, the place, Bob slowing things down. Maybe a Wolf and Man. No. <laughs> and to say not Sandman or sad or nothing, that's tough. I had to go with Unforgiven. Man, that's sad but true. No, I'm just kidding. Moving on to the haircut era. Of finding a masterpiece from 1996. Let's see. You're going to load. Wow. There's some. There's some cuts on there. I have my guess of what you would you would pick, but I I don't know if it's the right one. I didn't pick any song. I went with the artwork, the Piss Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Bleeding me. Bleeding me. Okay. Yep. I was gonna say that or nothing. Uh, King Nothing's too forward to what I call ACDC straightforward 4-4 beat. Okay, fair enough. Almost went with Until It Sleeps. Outlaw was in the running, but Bleeding Me is by far the masterpiece of that record. Yeah, Bleeding's hell of a song. Reload. Well, it's not going to be where the wild things are. Not even close. Reload is. Reload was tough. Reload is tough. And I did not pick this song to be a fan favorite with everyone hoping to hear this in San Francisco in five months, but I went with oh, Fixer. Fixer. When you said fan think, favorite, I was think, like, oh, think, is it Fuel? <laughs> nope. Fuel's just too fast out of the gate. Fuel's like hardwired to me. Great up tempo song, but it's not a it's not a it's not a mastery piece. A fixer, fixer definitely is. touches a lot of different of styles in in that length of song. I agree. That's why I picked it for the closing song because I'm like, a lot of people are going to say, why would you pick such a soft song? But if you think of the ending, even though it's not that long, it picks up. 
goes to more of a straightforward from halftime to that, you know. Right. Straightforward. And, uh, yeah, that song really touches on a lot of different different styles. I like it. Now we're going to the Red Fist album that Jeff Winslow loves. And the CD's still sitting on my desk. And I think anybody who's listened to us probably knows what song Shane is going to pick from that record. But maybe I'll be surprised. Maybe I'll be surprised. Don't, tell me what you think it is. I'm thinking it's my world. But if it's something else, I'm going to be really freaking shocked. <laughs> well, prepare to be shocked because it's the unnamed feeling. What? Yep. What? Yep. What? <laughs> wow. Unnamed sums up an all-around song from that record. I, I agree. I agree, but that's just not the song that I thought you would pick. Wow. I want the rest of it in podcast for all world to know that I put the record in the other day start to finish. Wow, and you listened to it start to... What did you think all these years later as you were listening to it? I, I revisited a couple times of year. I revisit the record a couple times per year. Yeah. Threw it in. Had a lot of time on my hands. Hotel room. Really had the chance to sit there, work on some work stuff, work on some podcast stuff, and just listen to it all the way through. Digest the record and really figure out, all right, what's yep. the song I'm going to actually pick from this record? My world I like as a fan. My world I like when you and I actually play it live. Yeah. But when you really think of a song that had a lot going on in it and a lot of different styles and a lot of... I think that song was tweaked a lot because the rec- the rest of the record does not sound like that song. Sweet Amber maybe a little bit. Yeah, but that song definitely has, has a, a sound of its own. Had to go with Unnamed. Wow, man. Mm-hmm. I think I'm more shocked by yours than you are by mine. <laughs> I'm shocked about how, I don't want to call it mainstream but there's some serious staples in yours yeah and i don't think anybody ever expected me to throw the probably the most popular one song ever three four five six out of year nine six of those are like on the radio constantly constantly and i i'm pretty sure nobody ever thought that that was i like it but then again, I never thought you'd pick a Saint Anger song on your Master of Rec- or Master of Albums. So I mean, I think we're both in the same boat. Here I had to represent as... four decades, dude, and stick with the title. I like it. I like it. Off to the coffin or the pussy album, as some people call it. The pussy album. I mean, right. that's that's gonna have to be. It's either all night have you ever or seen... long, or. That have you ever seen the footage? Life. Have you ever seen? <laughs> Have you ever seen the footage of Lars at uh, when they're at Nimes? And he goes, I don't care if you think of it, it's a coffin or a pussy or whatever. And oh, he yeah. says it just as serious as can be like it was like a business meeting. Because he, he doesn't <laughs> care. He's up at the top at that uh, Coliseum. The great thing about art, as you know, is that people are free to uh, interpret any of these things the way they want. I, I, if somebody thinks it looks like a pussy, I'm not going to um, say that it's not. So I, I'll, I'll go along with anything. I'm easy. Like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, what? Death Magnet. What did you say the two songs would be for me? I'm guessing either All Nightmare Long or Wrong. That, was, that, uh, that Was Just Your Life. Wrong. Whoa. Man, I am just striking out here. The End of the Line. Oh, The End of the Line. I should have said that because that song, you're talking Power. Master- interlude and it has everything soft spoken and the outro it's kind of like um 
end of the line to me is like puppets from that era. Yeah, I could see that. It's got that soft little interlude. Same structure. With the, ex- with the exception of instead of a solo, it's him singing. But yeah, it's got that soft and then it kicks back in. And man, I, sh- I don't know why I didn't think of that song too because your whole trend is this. Completions. The, yeah, absolutely. Touches every, all the bases. Every rec- or every song from every record. Yep. It's like their masterpiece, if you will, from that record. Yeah. Track 10. What is the final record? It's, uh, I almost said Death Magnetic. <laughs> Hardwired. Nope, Lulu. <laughs> <laughs> Iced Honey to close the record. We are closing the night out with Brandenburg Gate. <laughs> I don't even... Chef's like, I don't even know what fucking song that is. <laughs> hey, I don't even know that song. Um, A song off of Hardwired that seals the deal. It's... And one of these days when Metallica does come out with a greatest hits, not a mastery of four decades, but their greatest hits record I think when they're where, long gone. We know where this one's going. Halo. On fire. On fire. I knew it was going to be that one. I, I thought for a second, I'm like, wait a minute, that of all the songs on that record, that's the song that has it all. Has everything. It does have everything. I agree Hard with you. to compete with Moth, but Moth doesn't have half of what Halo has. Fuck, it's even hard to complete uh, to compete with Atlas. I feel like Atlas is such a powerhouse of a fucking song, and I feel like that song is Atlas such a is up there, but Atlas to me is new wave of British heavy metal, like the working title was. Yeah, it's got that Iron Maiden kind of yep. you know harmony. Maiden, and the, I love that part of the song, the harmony part at the end. I do too. But completion, everything, full set. Well, the and full shebang, th- Halo by far. Well, and that's a fucking hell of a way to close out a record, too, because of the arena ending. And I'm in the music video, let's be honest. You're in the music video. I threw that chick back into the fight. Now they're going to cancel me. Cancel culture. Yeah, yeah. Shane's canceled because he put Shane assaulted a woman at a train station in Oakland in a music video. Cancel the video. Cancel, cancel Shane. the podcast for all. No more Guinness. Shane's the past. Jeff's the future. To recap, Horse, Bells, Sanitarium, Blacken, Unforgiven, Bleeding Me, Fixer, Unnamed Feeling, End of the Line, Halo on Fire. That is a hell of a fucking set right there. Or uh, an album, I should say. Mastery of Four Decades by the Four Horsemen, Mr. Bob Rock. Let it be written. That's good, man. It was I fun. Did. It was a lot of fun. I love doing this where, you know, we come up with something, we talk about it at the end. I feel like we went in completely different directions, but... I feel like we were in completely different directions, but our albums came out similar. That's the fucked up part. <laughs> right. Like, we had more in common than we probably thought we would have. It's cool. Man, well, that's that's a wrap on season four, I think. I wanted to hear Mike Mueller's uh, Master of Albums because he'd still be talking Seven days later. Yeah, we we talked to him last <laughs> week, and he would still be talking about his record. He'd still be slamming those cafes. Yeah. I, well, I had two coffees that night. We're on to six now. It's been a week. Oh, man, that was fun. The Motor Breath Man. That was an easy title to come up with. Hey, nothing but love and respect for that guy. Bet Fan Mike, Motor Breath Man. <laughs> Remember that Rush song, Time Stand Still? I love that song. My favorite Rush song, but time has not stood still because we're coming up on season five next week. 
I know, and now we got to start thinking of all sorts of new things. Normally, we're really prepared for this shit, but I feel like tomorrow I don't know if we have to think of anything. I just think we just go whatever the guest wants to do and come on and talk about. It's it's open season. Maybe this upcoming season we'll do it the complete opposite of anything we've done before, where we won't have any kind of themes. We won't have any. I don't want to say structure because we're not really all that structured to begin with. They're gonna drive it just like Mike drove it all the way from Muskoda, Illinois. 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 Des Moines. Des Moines, Illinois. Arkansas. Arkansas. And then we'll go to my mom's crib. It's always pluralized. <laughs> always pluralized. It can't just be mom. Mom's it's gotta be it's gotta be crib. my mom's. My mom's. And podcast for all at gmail.com. You the fan, come on the show, drive the discussion, choose the topics. Please drop by iTunes, leave us a positive review. And five Jeff stars or a bust. Five, I'm, I'm calling six stars. Six is better now. Hey, start a new trend. Like Ricky Bobby said, if you ain't first, you're last. <laughs> I'm going to compi- come after you like a damn spider monkey. <laughs> yeah, spider monkey. Keep going. <laughs> I'm going to scissor kick you in the back of the head. Yeah. Yeah. Now turn up the heat. Go on and get some, boys. Come on. I'm 10 years old, but I'll beat your ass. Chip, I'm going to come at you like a spider monkey. Like a spider monkey. Go on. You hear that, Joe Rogan? We're coming for your top Spotify listens, so we're coming. Six stars, son. <laughs> you and I are off to Sioux City, Hard Rock Hotel Casino. We'll talk about it next week. It's going to be a party. It's not a secret anymore. We close the show with Overkill. And we'll talk about that more next week and how that actually went because we haven't played it yet. <laughs> <laughs> Season four, it's a wrap. I will see you, brother. I'll see you in the morning, dude. Later. Yeah. Ah, trusted your old mother boy. Throwing the four wheel drive and hold on to your hat.
I think it's brilliant. So um, a coffin, a pussy, well, anything in between, life, death, coming and going, that's all fine.